0: The character and leadership development that this program offers is always in demand. There's always a need for it. You know, parents love it and for sure, and students grow to love it. You know, so even if the parents were the the main encourager in the beginning, the students a lot of time will develop those friendships and they'll see and feel themselves like this program makes me better
1: learning opportunities at School District 49 extend well beyond the classroom. Some include a uniform and a military title of cadet. It's the world of the Junior Reserve Officers Training Corps or JROTC, which D-49 offers in each of its three traditional high schools. I'm D-49 Director of Communications, David Nancaro. In this episode of 49 Voices, Superintendent Peter Hiltz welcomes Sand Creek Zone JROTC Instructor Ryan Pontius, a retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, and Brianna Phillips. Sand Creek High School. Senior and JROTC Corps Commander. We'll learn how these programs offer a direct introduction to service in a school district with a proud military tradition and connection to the U.S. Armed Forces. Plus, what draws students to join the JROTC ranks and why this kind of opportunity produces young adults who are prepared to lead. Let's get to it.
0: You're listening to 49 Voices, a D49 podcast. Spend some time with us as we take an in-depth look at how our workforce, students, families, and community make D49 the best choice to learn, work, and lead. These are our stories of dedication, innovation, and inspiration as we deliver excellence in education.
1: Flight, fall in. In a given week, the typical D49 JROTC student or cadets will expect to keep a full schedule. Forward, perch is hours in the classroom up to three days a week with a science, technology, engineering, and math focus. Add on top of that, two to three days per week after school and all day weekend competitions if they go out for a spot on the drill team.
0: Drills is a big one that always comes up because that almost comes across like a varsity sport. We do a lot of color guards, 30 to 40 a year. We do uh, a lot of sporting, all the football, home games, several basketball games a year, a lot of other community and uh, school events as well. That Sand Creek Constructor Ryan Pontius, a retired lieutenant colonel who says his students didn't sign up for a low-impact extracurricular activity. By the time they're a junior or senior, then their uh, skills and confidence have risen to the point where they're able to say, yeah, I'm willing to be a leader of well over 100 students and I'm confident I can do that.
2: Bye, attention
1: about haste. In the mix at Sand Creek High School's Air Force JROTC is Brianna Phillips, a senior who's the daughter of a now retired career Air Force NCO and longtime resident of Colorado Springs.
2: I'm kind of glad, you know, we didn't move around as much and like we stayed here in the vicinity. And, you know, I met people who I did and, you know, got to connect with them and, you know, they've changed my life.
1: She's in her fourth year with the JROTC, which some would agree was probably a predictable pathway. But Brianna says signing up gave her a chance to unlock some potential she didn't know she had. Let's go to Peter Hiltz and learn a little more about Brianna and Colonel Pontius.
3: Thank you once again for listening to our 49 Voices podcast. I am Superintendent Peter Hiltz, and we are very excited to be back for Season 2 of our podcast. As we record Season 2, Episode 1, we are coming right up on Veterans Day. So we're dedicating this podcast to a military theme, discussing our district's Junior Reserve Officer Training Corps, or JROTC. With us in the studio are Sand Creek High senior Brianna Phillips and instructor Ryan Pontius, a retired lieutenant colonel from the United States Air Force. Brianna, let's start with you. Would you like to tell us a little bit about
2: yourself? Yes, sir. Um, so I was born in Germany. Um, I moved here in 2011 with my family. And I went from D 11 mm-hmm. to D 49. For both middle school and high school so it was a nice transition mm.
3: so you came to us uh, you came to Colorado Springs in in 2011 so you've been here for 12 years yes sir and so you probably have gone all the way through here what have you liked about the schools in District 49
2: um I would say the support like the family environment as well
3: mm-hmm if you had a friend that was considering joining uh, JROTC at Sand Creek High, what would you say to advise them?
2: It's a fun experience. You definitely make a lot of friends within the program. You develop yourself, like confidence-wise, mm-hmm. discipline-wise, and like also leadership skills and everything. Um, and also, it's it's really fun. You have to do like mini events within the program, such as drill team, color guard events. We have a military ball, Mm. field day.
3: So it sounds like you have a range of things that might appeal to a range of people. Yes, sir. And I know one of the big parts of the appeal is your instructor. So I want to bring Colonel Ryan Pontius into the conversation. Ryan, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and your history of work in District 49 and at Sand Creek High School?
0: Uh, Yes, sir. So I'm from, uh, well, Michigan and Colorado growing up. Uh, Finished high school up in Upper Michigan and then did college ROTC at Michigan Technological University. So that was my first ROTC experience. My Mm -hmm. high school didn't have the program, so I got to start as a college student. And uh, it really did change my life. It it made a massive impact on me. Mainly the core values piece and the character piece Mm. um, was foundational for me um, when that started. And uh, so I came into the Air Force in 1997. I stayed for 20 years in Developmental engineer was my main career field. So I did acquiring systems, testing systems a lot. And then in the middle of my career, and then at the end, I had a chance to teach. So I went back to my college and taught ROTC at Michigan Mm -hmm. Tech. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, I wrapped up at the Air Force Academy and the Character Leadership Center. So those two things is how I ended up teaching uh, high school level ROTC, JROTC. Um, I'm in my fifth year, great experience. I'm working with Chief Ben Brown there. He's in his 19th year. Mm. Um, He did his first two years at Falcon, and then he started the program at Sand Creek uh, in about 2007. I just really enjoy working with him, the whole Sand Creek staff. We've got a great team over there. Um, Mm. And thinking back of all the jobs I've had, I believe it's the best place I've worked. I really do enjoy it.
3: That's amazing. I I appreciate that career-long perspective and what drew you into working with students. Brianna, I'm going to shift back to you. I love watching superhero movies, and I'm always curious about the origin story. How did How did Wolverine become Wolverine, or w- w- how did Kal-El become Superman? So how did Brianna become a senior leader at the Sand Creek JROTC?
2: For me, I started off, you know, I was, I was shy.
3: Mm-hmm. I,
2: was, I was pretty quiet, too. <laughs> but as I started participating in various things, mm-hmm. I've been able to find my own confidence in everything that I do and take risks in a way yeah, yeah. and try new things. And so, you know, now that looking back, I'm no longer as shy or quiet anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty loud. <laughs> I, I talk a lot, especially, you know, if if I'm like passionate about something. Yeah. Yeah, just, just overall finding new experiences to participate in.
3: That's great. What's something that you've done through JROTC that's been especially meaningful to you?
2: I would say joining the drill team. That's one thing where, you know, you're able to meet new cadets from each AS level mm-hmm. and connect with them on a whole different level than if you just went to the class and then went home and didn't do anything within the program. I definitely like the teamwork, and the way it teaches you discipline, like working together, relying on each of the cadets mm-hmm. to pull through and get the job done.
3: That's great. Colonel Pontius, I know it, it inspires you when you see a student find their voice and and step into command, learn the discipline, and, and join a team in drill. What is it that really matters to you about this level of student participation?
0: Well, Brianna's right. When the student's lean into it and say, I'm going to do something more than than the class because really all they have to do is go to class. Mm-hmm. But when we offer all these after school and some of these weekend opportunities, then it, it does make a huge difference. And she touched on a key point, Brianna did, about, you know, the classes are structured mainly by the, the year that you joined the program. So we have First year, we could have a ninth through twelfth grader, but Mm. usually it's ninth graders and some tenth, and then a little less of the older students in that first year. But to get to know students that have entered at different time periods, you've got to do something that allows for that, which is outside of class because the way the school day is structured, and that's where I think the most experience happens. Because then, you know, as a freshman, you can see that senior and how they interact and. Mm. what they've learned and how they kind of handle themselves and then that peer to peer mentoring of the students starts to happen in those environments and um i think that is the key the key to making it work so you know they get the education piece and and chief brown and i a lot of times we're just setting up an environment so that the uh students can try try some of the ideas and some of the techniques and the ways of communicating and listening and just see all those things in action where they um, really internalize maybe a concept from the class. Mm,
3: excellent. So what do you think, Earl? If, if an Air Force recruiter were to, were to come to campus and meet up with a student of Brianna's caliber, what impression are they going to have about the quality of students in District 49?
0: Well, we know they're impressed, and and they they love coming to our school. All, all the branches do, and interacting. We we've even had a, a gentleman who's an Air Force Reserve major, and he flies for uh, Delta Airlines. He mm-hmm. came last year, and he's trying to get people to do what he did and go to the Air Force Academy. Mm-hmm. And you know, Colorado Springs is unique in that it's got such a, a you know a lot of military influence. So we mm-hmm. get we get the huge benefit of having. Folks from all the branches and then all the academies that that will literally come to your school where a lot of times if you were more remote, the best you might get is a a video call or Mm -hmm. a phone call um, or in the websites, of course, that make make things very different, you know, from – 20 30 years ago so we can get information but having somebody come to your classroom and tell you their story and and why they went to that academy and that sort of thing um is huge and yeah everybody's just impressed by the sand creek students and community just like i am and so yeah we they have so many opportunities lots of people are trying to you know get their attention and pull them in
1: Participation itself in JROTC is not a commitment to a life or extended season of service in the U.S. military. As Colonel Pontius explains, many who don the cadet uniform and title find opportunities beyond the military and benefit from the fruits of rigor that go hand in hand with a spot in the cadet corps.
0: As a high school student, they can be immersed in the academic part of leadership development plus those opportunities. And in the things they learn here, again, they're already using them beyond just the JROTC program. They're translating into TABAN and FBLA DECA and all the sports programs so they can utilize that across everything they're doing. Others
1: like Brianna sign up confident they will hold a rank and commission. As Veterans Day 2023 approaches, we learn what acknowledging those who served means to both Brianna and her teacher.
3: So as we're recording this episode, we're coming up on one of, of the two high days of the military calendar. Along with Memorial Day, we really honor Veterans day and so brianna i'm gonna I'm gonna begin with you and I just want to ask you why is it meaningful to you to honor those who serve
2: I would say it's meaningful because you know these men and women joined something bigger than themselves, hmm. decided to challenge themselves physically and mentally to serve our nation and protect um, those in America, mm-hmm. and they definitely deserve to be honored for their sacrifices.
3: Does seeing those who serve being honored, does that inspire you to perhaps one day be on the receiving end of that recognition?
2: Oh, yes, sir. Uh, Every time I see anybody military-related or hear somebody that they retired from a military branch, I get inspired because that's what I want to do with my life. I want to be in the military and follow in their footsteps.
3: Hmm. So, Colonel Pontius, you're the one laying those footsteps down, uh, both through your career and now as as an instructor. How does that hit for you to see students celebrating Veterans Day?
0: It is meaningful. It's great to see. um, We started doing a veterans assembly at our school Mm at Sand Creek. This will be our third year. The the first year we did it was uh, Mrs. Sanchez Martinez's first year. And she comes from a military family, uh, grandfather, father and brother all Marines. So uh she's like, We've gotta have this, right? She so she even the first year we it was during during COVID and we couldn't do it inside in the gym, the normal place that uh you would do that. Um, so she said, well, we'll just do it outside at the football stadium. And we did, and we got Hmm. lucky and it was 50 degrees and not too windy. So we, we pulled something off that went pretty well. We didn't do a guest speaker because of the challenges of trying to do that outdoors, but we did do a nice thing and recognize a lot of the staff that day. And so that was really special. That was chief Brown's idea. And it kind of unfolded really nicely. Um, so we pulled that off and I was kind of touched when, um, you know, we had people stand up when we brought the service flag forward for their service and played a, a part of the uh, song for that service. Mm-hmm. And I would say probably three or 400 at least of the students stood up because it was stand up for the veterans, the wow. active and the connection, the family members. Mm-hmm. And so a huge, huge percent stood up more than I expected. Wow. You know, so I definitely recall that. And um, we, we had the teachers, come out and, and say a little bit of their bio of their time in military, and um, I think I definitely learned of some people that had been in the military that i didn 't know, mm-hmm. and i 'm sure that students did too, because for some of them it might have been twenty to thirty years previous, and you know and they served four years and, and they, yep. they they don 't bring it up a lot right and uh, so and I know one teacher in particular, he was uh, pretty moved by it, you know and, and i don 't know it had been a long time since anybody probably. had you know, recognized him publicly. So it was pretty cool to see that.
1: A motto used by the military is One Team, One Fight. A statement that unites the branches as the front lines of our nation's defense. But that doesn't mean our servicemen and women don't embrace a spirit of competition. As a member of the Sand Creek Drill Team, Brianna and her unit go head-to-head against others in the district and from across the state, putting precision on display with a title and bragging rights on the line. In our final segment, we hear how those rivalries resonate at the high school level. We also take a look at the state of JROTC at D49. Current enrollment is approaching 400 students district-wide, including more than 170 at Falcon High School, making up one of only a handful
3: of Space Force JROTC units in the country. Let's go back to Peter Hiltz to wrap us up. I love that, uh, just the pageantry and the unity that happens when you're in a big stadium like that, honoring those those who serve us, those who continue to lead. I know one of the stadium events that I've gone to and many of us have in this community is that Commander-in-Chief's Trophy football game. So when the service academies are competing, uh, and we had one of those games over this past weekend, not the greatest result if you're a Falcon fan, but one of the things I've loved about those events is as hard as they compete on the field... They know that they might be serving together on joint missions or or on other projects. And so I wonder, for both of you, we'll start with Brianna. When you compete against other JROTC units, how do you balance competitiveness with respect for the work that you're all doing?
2: I would say, you know, obviously when we we go on the floor in March our sequence, obviously we have that competitive spirit saying, Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna place and we're gonna beat all the other schools. Obviously when we get off the floor and we like meet the other jersey units, we we talk, we ask how how is it within that unit or within in that district and we become friends obviously, you know, we're not gonna hate each other because Mm -hmm. we're competing (laughs) with one another, but And then we always congratulate everybody who places within the competitions at various drill meets. So
3: So I really see, Colonel Pontis, I see the character and the the spirit both coming out in that answer from Brianna. How about you? How do you encourage your your students to compete as hard as they possibly can, knowing that they're still going to build friendships and partnerships?
0: I think mostly it just it just unfolds naturally, just like it probably does in sports and Mm. DECA, FBLA, all those other great programs at every school. And the students, they already know what to do. And then the funny thing is when we teach a leadership concept – Most of the time, the students already fully understand the concept. They just didn't have maybe the academic language to be able to talk about it because they hadn't studied that yet. And then so we start going in a little deeper layers and some of that stuff. But, yeah, we... We, um, a lot of times, you know, uh, choose the main drill coach, and uh, so that's our main, you know, competition. We do a little bit of fitness competitions, too, but mm-hmm. not as many. But um, he just does a great job coaching them and getting them ready So and just tells them, go out there and do your best, right? You know, there is no pressure. There, there's a natural little bit of stress they feel when they're getting out there and a little bit nervous. But um, he just, you know, handles it well and help tries to calm them so they get out there and do their best, you know, and then, um, the part about you know, the camaraderie piece and that, again, the students, just like Brianna said, they're just they They want to talk to students at other schools and in different uniforms mm-hmm. and just kind of interact. So all of that part is just the students being in that environment and getting that chance to say, you know, we don't do We don't have another event for an hour and a half and they just will start interacting mm-hmm. with each other and make great friends. So That's it's great. really good to see.
3: That's great to see that. that inter-service or inter-wing or unit rivalry uh, can lead to, to some deep friendships over time. That's great to hear. So I'll tell you, Brianna, as K-12 educators, for us, kind of the proudest moment, the day we all live for is that graduation ceremony, when we see seniors like yourselves who are just, just the culmination of everything we've worked for. But for you, that day is really a launchpad into an amazing future. So what do you see as part of your future after you go through graduation?
2: I know uh, the military will be definitely involved. Awesome. (laughs) Um, I'm thinking of, well, I'm in the process of applying to military academies. Hopefully I get one of them. If not, there's always college ROTC. I definitely am going to try out for. I want to become an officer in the military. So something in the military, like military intelligence related, I'm trying to do.
3: Those of us that work in leadership know that the United States military has amazing leadership programs. So you really don't have a bad choice. You just have competition between some great choices. So as we think about your future, we think about the future of JROTC in District 49 and in our community. Uh, Colonel Pontius, help us think about where are we seeing a lot of interest and where do you see the program growing into the future?
0: The program's been strong at Sand Creek, you know, since the beginning when Chief Brown got there about 16 or 17 years ago, it's fluctuated in numbers anywhere from maybe 130, 140 to a high point over 180. And we've settled out recently, last few years, 120, 130. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a little close to 100 during you know, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we've been rebuilding. This year, we kind of had a pretty good rebound, um, a huge freshman class, biggest since I've been there, wow. uh, about 67 hmm. first-year students. And we're at 125 for total you know course size, which is a great place to be for our size school and program, um, so I think the interest is there and strong, a lot of it, just like any program is just you know getting the message out and letting you know students and families know that it's there and available to them and what it offers but i what I really think is the character and leadership development that that this program offers is always in demand there there's always a need for it you know parents love it and for sure and students grow to love it you know so yes. even if the parents were the the main encourager in the beginning the students a lot of time will develop those friendships and they'll see and feel themselves like This program makes me better. I feel good when I'm in that program and in the community, the things that I get to do. And I do think that is why the students ultimately do stay and say, well, I'm going to go for three or four years of this developmental program Hmm. and and really, you know, get the most out of high school that I can. And uh, I think that's why it's been successful for so long and why I believe it will be in the future.
3: I think that's a great testimony for commitment to JROTC as a program. Our listeners may not know that in many of our area districts if you want to join JROTC you might have to change your high school or travel a distance across the district but in District 49 we have a unit at each of our large comprehensive high schools so students can have this experience no matter what boundary they live in and that is why we are we are so committed to military service and military career pathways because we see how important that is in our community and we want to provide that choice and be the best choice for our military-destined students. So, Brianna, sometimes we have students who are in JROTC, and they're kind of the first of their family to step in to even consider military service. I don't think that's the case with you. Will you tell us a little bit about what sparked your interest in JROTC?
2: I would say my dad. He, he really got me inspired to join the military. He served in the Air Force for 26 years, and he did military intelligence, which kind of sparked me to go into the same field. So I want to follow in my dad's footsteps.
3: All right. So we are just honored to get to spend time with you, and we're eager to see where your aspirations take you in the future.
2: Thank you, sir.
3: Thank you, Colonel Pontius. Thank you for supporting this, this multi-generational commitment, uh, representing yourself and, and growing with Brianna. Uh, what a great story. We're just we're grateful to be part of your story.
2: Thank you, sir. Thank
1: you for listening to the 49 Voices Podcast. Find all of our episodes anywhere you find your podcasts and on our website at d49.org. We are always looking for topics to bring to you, our listeners. If you have an idea, drop us a line anytime at info at d49.org. We'll be back soon with our next episode. And always remember, District 49 is the best choice to learn, work, and lead. We're the home of more than 30 distinct campuses where we launch every student to success in safe and welcoming learning environments. Wherever you want to go, D49 is a great place to start.